Hi, this is Gary Nelson. Welcome to Gaz's Corner Podcast at podcast.gazzascorner.com. Today's topic is your 15 minutes of productivity, 15 minutes of fame. We all seem to want it, and according to some, we are all due our 15 minutes in the limelight. Well, maybe, maybe not. I'm sure that the law of averages is something to say about that, and more likely some celebrity out there is using up a whole lot of other people's 15 minutes. I'm sure mine has already been used up somewhere, maybe yours too. Who knows? We all daydream about what might be. However, instead of making the dreams a reality, we often squander countless minutes musing about a possible future, while instead we could have been doing something more productive towards that or any other goal. Other times we are either delaying work on an unpleasant task, trying to put off the inevitable, or simply waiting until we have enough time to get the task done. The truth is that it's far more rewarding and practical to apply those extra minutes towards the things you need to get done. Even better, apply the time towards the things you need to get done, and you will find you have more time to do the things you want to do. For some, this seems hard to do, particularly if the task is difficult or unpleasant, or if you are simply procrastinating. We all procrastinate, some more than others, and I'll admit I have had my fair share over the years. Usually it just takes some butt-in-seat glue to stay and get focused on the task, and it gradually starts to take shape. And soon enough, you find the task completed. Focus. Perhaps the problem is focus. There is so much to do at any one time, how can we get anything done, or know which thing to get done first? We can easily become deadlocked trying to figure out what we should do, and yet the clock keeps ticking. Tick tick, tick, what to do, what to do, which task to work on, tick, tick, then suddenly your problem is solved for you, tick, you have now run out of time, because now you have to go to that 2 p.m. meeting, saved by the bell, you won't have to worry about which thing to do first until after this two-hour meeting, and then, well, it's getting pretty close to 5 p.m., so after the five minutes getting back to your desk, why bother starting that task if you've less than an hour left in your day. And there's always tomorrow, right? Yeah, right. Another day lost with tasks incomplete. You may not even enjoy your evening at home or time out with friends because in the back of your mind you're still worrying about the many little things you left unfinished at work. Not a pleasant place to be. But perhaps some numbers will bring perspective that will help us better focus on the tasks at hand. 44 million 676,000. If you live to the ripe old age of 85, this is the number of minutes you will have on this earth. No matter how many long weekends you take or how many extra hours you work at the office, the amount of time is the same. If you overwork yourself, however, the actual number may be lower, so take care of yourself, okay? We don't want to see a premature exit. It's not like you can transfer your unused minutes to another person's plan. Those minutes are yours and yours alone, non-transferable and no refunds. 10,512,000 By the age of 20, having spent a carefree childhood followed by school, university and college in the first year or so of your new career, you suddenly wake up to find you have only about three-quarter of your minutes left. Here you are, just getting warmed up with your first real job, and you're already behind the eight ball. 
34,164,000. If you retire at age 65, you have roughly 10,512,000 minutes left, assuming you live to the age of 85. This is, incidentally, the same amount of time you took to get all grown up and start out in the workforce in the first place. Enjoy those remaining minutes. You have definitely earned them. Make sure to do something fun with them. 23,652,000 After all is said and done, these are the minutes you have left to get stuff done during your working career. Well, that's not quite true. We need to deduct sleep, roughly 8 hours a day, so you have, say, 15,786,000 minutes left while wide awake to focus on activities. Oh, well, we forgot weekends. We need to deduct those too. And you'd better, if you work yourself like a dog, your upper limit on minutes may be suddenly shortened, so use those weekends for other things like relaxing, mowing the lawn, golfing, and cleaning out the garage. So, if we take off the weekends, that makes it, let's see, 11,262,857 minutes left. Well, we better take off the non-working holiday days each year as well, roughly 12 or so of those, depending on which country you live in, and say four weeks of vacation a year if you can stay working in one place for a while. So, 46,080 minutes of holiday per year, or... 2,073,600 minutes in your working years. We'll leave out sick days for now as they are more variable and some do try to work when they're sick anyway. So, this leaves us 9,189,257. These are the number of minutes left Monday to Friday to get stuff done. Work, sports, school, dinner, kids, friends, social activities, all that stuff between waking up and collapsing back into bed. But I guess we're talking about work, so we better focus on that, I suppose, and optimistically say that we have only an average of eight hours of work per day, though many of you will do more. But that leaves us 4,594,629 minutes left. These are all the minutes we have left to be in the office, Monday to Friday, 8 to 5, allowing an hour for lunch. Where did all the time go? This is only 10.3% of your average total time on the planet to get your work stuff done. Feeling any pressure yet? Well, hopefully you're still listening and not lying down with a blood pressure cuff in your arm. If you are taking a short break, rest up. We'll still be here when you get back. But please do come back because we have a lot of work to do. And there is some exciting news coming up next. The Meeting Hour Myth A long time ago, there was no accurate division of time. Days were longer or shorter depending upon the season. And many people worked by the sun, getting up when the sun rose, and went to bed when it got dark. People started work, stopped when they were hungry or thirsty, or when a neighbor dropped by, and then they would start working again while they had daylight. Eventually, however, some clever folk came along and decided to invent light bulbs and divide the day into 24 hours. Why not 10 or 20? We may never know. The problem with all this division of time is that once you actually start to measure something, 
people will start to use that system for everything. The other problem is that people usually use the system of time measurement badly. So I have a question for you. How long are your average meetings? What is the default meeting duration in your calendar program? I'm willing to guess the answer is almost universally the same, one hour, sometimes even multiples like two or three or four hours, 60 whole minutes eaten up, or 120, 180, or even 240 minutes at a stretch. Less commonly will you see 30-minute meetings in people's calendars, though you will, of course, see them. But why one hour for a meeting? Why does a 30-minute meeting seem incomplete, like it's not really worthwhile and not a whole thing? What about a nice, short, 15-minute meeting? I think the problem here is granularity. Some people are looking at the big picture, but losing sight of the trees for the forest. An hour is actually a very long time. Just try talking in front of a group of people for that long on one single topic and you'll see what I mean. I don't mean delivering training where you may spend the whole day or weeks on end in front of a class teaching on a topic. That's quite different. Imagine yourself having to engage hundreds of your peers on a technical topic or explain why a project is delayed in front of the senior executive and CEO of your organization for 60 or help you, 120 whole minutes. Suddenly that little old hour seems a lot bigger, doesn't it? It really comes down to a matter of perspective and mental conditioning. 15 minutes of productivity. You can actually get a lot done in 15 minutes. 900 seconds, 900 heartbeats, 400 or so breaths, but all kidding aside, you really can get a lot done when you get into the practice of using up those small chunks of leftover time. In the Agile methodology, the daily morning stand-up scrum meeting is typically 15 minutes long, and a lot can and does get done in that time. Plenty of quick discussion, key decisions are made, and then off the teams go to get the work done during the remaining 7 hours and 45 minutes of the workday. If we wait for a big enough chunk of time to concentrate on getting a particular task done, most of us will be waiting a very long time. Sure, you can schedule your week so your calendar shows nice blocks of time for you to sit down for two to three hours at a stretch to concentrate. However, this is the real world, and phone calls, drop-ins from colleagues, and urgent tasks from your boss can shoot holes all through your schedule. Suddenly, all those carefully planned blocks of time are gone. All you have left is 20 minutes here, 15 minutes there, 45 minutes at a stretch if you're lucky. <sighs> well, what's the point? Might as well get started on it next week because you don't have enough time left today or later this week. Right? Well, not so fast. You have a mountain of work still to get done this week, and it simply has to get done. But how? Well, the answer is the same way you eat an elephant, a bite at a time. When you start to sit down and focus on your tasks and the time you have left before your next meeting, maybe only 10 or 15 minutes, you can get quite a lot done. Three or maybe even five short phone calls, a page or two of the report for your boss, review part of a document, check the numbers in a spreadsheet, write a page and a half of code, the list goes on. With practice, you'll find that you'll be better able to focus in small bursts of time and get more done. Need a couple hours to work in a report? 
with 15 minutes after coffee, 30 minutes gained after a shorter than planned meeting, 45 minutes after lunch, and another 15 minutes at the end of the day, you may find it is all done and dusted before you head home on time. If you had waited for that precious block of two hours, you'd still be waiting, and waiting, as your schedule filled up with interruptions and shards of leftover time. Sure, there are definitely times where you must block out larger blocks of time to really dig into complex tasks, but for many things you'll find that you can easily work on them in small chunks. You will often find that the results will be just as good or sometimes even better than if you had a single larger block of time. Allowing some time to reflect between bursts of activity can let your subconscious work away on those in-progress tasks while you are focused on your current meeting. Some food for thought. However, let's check the numbers to see what we gained. In your 40-hour week, or average week, you may be lucky to allocate 20 hours of non-meeting desk time to get your work done. For some, this may be only 10 hours. However, let's go with 20 nicely carved out hours in big, long chunks. Then you get started on your tasks, but you get phone calls, emails to respond to, and your two-hour block of time is nearly used up. 30 minutes left before a meeting. Your manager assigns you an urgent task or another block. 15 minutes left out of that one. Say this is a common pattern and out of your nice hour or multi-hour blocks of time you may only have 15 minutes or so left from each reserved hour. The rest was all work stuff of course on your task or helping others but on the plus side a meeting may finish early so you may sometimes gain some extra time back. So let's say on average you have four to five small chunks of time left per day between all those meetings or from completing one task a few minutes early. Even if it adds up to 60 minutes a day, it makes a big difference of what you can do with those minutes. Maybe you won't have nice long 15 minute chunks, but even five minutes is enough to catch up on some emails or make that important phone call. 574,329 if you manage to productively use the leftover chunks and slivers of time, even an hour a day, this is how many minutes you will add to your productivity during your working life, versus doing nothing in particular with those small bits of leftover time. This is 12.5% of your workday. 1,196 These are the number of days of productivity that can be recovered by using those bits of leftover time effectively, or Another way, 239 weeks of productivity gained or recovered instead of lost. Nearly six years of your life regained out of your average 45 working years. With that much increased productivity, you must be in line for a raise, or at least some bonus time off. If you find you are now not feeling you have to finish up some bits of work at home after the kids go to bed, because you actually managed to complete it at the office, you'll find you have a more relaxed time to spend with your family or friends. You may also find you have some extra time to start a new hobby, spend more time on one you enjoy, or volunteer for a worthy cause. Six years is a lot of time. One thing you can be sure of is those six years of non-work time slivers will be somewhat less than restful if you are spending them at the office worrying about getting your to-do list done, but not actually doing it. Summary. Okay, okay, maybe you aren't so excited about being more productive. Everyone needs a break, right?
Well, yeah, of course, it's true. We do need our regular small breaks. However, this is about better using those small chunks of time, 5, 10, 15, 20 minutes, when we could get something done, and we already had our coffee break. Often, people choose not to use those little minutes to get started on a task or make it progress, and that's a waste. Unconvinced? Well, how about this number? 16,425. This is the number of nights you could have better sleep knowing you had used your working time more effectively to get the small tasks done and make forward progress in the larger ones with those small bits of leftover time. In the grand scheme of things, this means you may have less work following you home or nagging you during your off work hours. Of course, barring babies, sick kids, and the occasional major project worry, that is nearly every night of your working life that you'll be resting better knowing you did the best you could with your available time. Now, that's time well spent. As for my own 15 minutes of fame, it may still be out there waiting somewhere, but when I really think hard about it, fame is fleeting, and I think I'd rather use that extra productive time for fun stuff, like writing. Good luck with your projects, and use your time wisely and effectively in whatever you do. This has been Gary Nelson, Gaz's Corner Podcast. If you'd like to read any articles, they're available at Gaz's Corner blog at www.gazzascorner.com. Thanks, and look forward to talking to you again soon.